Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox and I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I'd like to welcome you to my January 2018 podcast series of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. But first, a word about this month's sponsor, Conversant. Conversant brings a different kind of ethics and compliance solution to your organization. These days, business success demands something different, a corporate culture centered on integrity and ethical behavior. Conversant provides your teams with a centralized platform and automated processes that connect your business goals with your ethics and values. The result, a highly strategic program that drives ethics and values to the center of your business. Through the use of the Conversant Ethics Cloud platform, it gives you the choice of what you need according to your compliance program maturity. As your compliance program progresses on its ethical journey, Conversant can meet the needs of your requirements with unified ease of use and all of your ethics compliance data in one place, increasing transparency and efficiency while reducing cost. If you have been following me over the past year, you know that I have gone on a one-year exploration of various components of a best practices compliance program. However, during this exploration, there were two very important documents released by the Department of Justice relating to a best practices compliance program. In February 2017, there was the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs document, and in November 2017, there was the announcement of the new FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy. Therefore, in this month of January, I'm going to lay out for you what should go into your best practices compliance program based upon the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program and these two documents. Over the next 31 days, I will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize a compliance program using the most recent DOJ resources. I hope you will join me for the full 31 days as we engage in an exploration to a more effective compliance program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 3, Leadership from the Top. Under the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs, Prong 2, it states, Senior and Middle Management, Conduct at the Top. How have senior management, through their words and actions, encouraged or discouraged the type of conduct in question? What concrete actions have they taken to demonstrate leadership in the company's compliance and remediation efforts? How does the company monitor its senior leadership's behavior? How has the senior leadership modeled proper behavior to its subordinates? This requirement is more than simply the ubiquitous tone at the top, as here the Justice Department wants to see a company's senior leadership actually doing compliance? How can senior management operationalize compliance programs going forward? One of the best ways that I have seen are utilizing uh, our critical in establishing an effective compliance program right from the top. So what are some of the things that senior leadership can engage in? Well, the guiding values of the company must make sense and be clearly communicated. Two, the company's leader must be personally committed and willing to take action on those values. Three, a company's systems and structures must support its guiding principles. Four, 
A company's values must be integrated into the normal channel, channels of management decision-making decision and reflected in the company's critical decisions. Five, management must be empowered to make ethically sound decisions on a day-to-day -day basis. David Lawyer, in his most excellent book, Frequently Asked Questions in Anti-Bribery and Anti-Corruption, boiled it down to the following. Whatever the size, structure, or market of a commercial organization, top-level management's commitment to bribery prevention is likely to include the communication of anti-bribery of the organization's anti-bribery stance and appropriate degree of involvement in developing bribery prevention procedures. What are some of the things that you could do as a CEO to be an ambassador of compliance? Well, you can reject the do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do mentality. Remember, it's not just the talk-the-talk, but it's the walk-the-walk of compliance. Oversee the creation of a written statement of zero tolerance towards bribery and corruption. Appoint and fully resource with money and headcount a chief compliance officer. Oversee the development of a code of conduct and written compliance programs implementing that code. Ensure there are compliance metrics on all key business reports. Provide leadership to middle managers to facilitate the filtering of the zero tolerance message down throughout the organization. Not only have a whistleblowing, reporting, or speak-up channel, but celebrate it. Keep talking about doing the right thing. And make sure you have your CCO with access to both yourself, the CEO, and the board of directors. Coming at it from another angle, Martin Beagleman has uh, put together a chapter, beginning with the statement that the road to compliance starts at the top. In his, this chapter, he cited to a list that Joe Murphy had said a CEO could engage in to demonstrate and set the requisite tone from the captain's chair of any business. So what are some of the things a CEO can do? What are some of the actions a CEO can engage in? And what's some CEO conduct we can see? Well, how about keeping a copy of the company's code of conduct on your desk and using it? Make sure your compliance department has the authority, influence, and budget within the company and that the CCO reports directly to the board. Hold them accountable at senior executive meetings. Have each participant report on what they've done to further the compliance function in their business unit. Have both sanctions for violations of company compliance policies and incentives for doing business in an ethical manner. Turn down an expensive trip or dinner offered by a vendor. Pass on a gift you may have received. Turn down a transaction based upon ethical considerations. Be seen doing so. Celebrate that. Be seen as a student in intra-company compliance training. Take a day or two course or attend a compliance conference outside your organization. Go to the SCCE, C CEI. Go to Compliance Week. Go to Ethispheres, most, uh, most ethical company's annual conference in New York City. Award compliance. You should recognize outstanding compliance efforts within your company with announcements and rewards. Awards. On your board, recruit a nationally known compliance expert to sit on your company's board and chair the compliance committee. Have an independent review done 
of your company's compliance programs and then report the results to the board. On your vendors who come into uh, the relationship with your company in the supply chain, mandate that they embrace compliance and ethics as a business model. If not, pass on doing business with them. Talk to others in your industry and your peers about how to improve your company's compliance efforts. Many companies struggle with the type of metric that can be used for upper management regarding leadership in compliance and communication of the company values. One technique might be to require a CEO to post company-wide communications, emails or others, once a quarter on a compliance-related topic. The CEO's direct reports would then be required to cascade those down uh, as they receive them. This cascading would be done down as far as practicable. Reminders for each can be set for each communication, so all personnel know when it's time to send the message out. If these communications are met, certainly are made rather, certainly this metric has been made. But you can also have your CEO uh, do uh, podcasts like the one you're listening to here. You can have them do video statements. You can have them do YouTube presentations. Senior leadership needs to model compliance. Nothing is going to impact employees more than having senior leadership involved. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, senior management must actually do compliance. You must walk the walk, not simply talk the talk. Under the evaluation of corporate compliance programs, senior management must actually engage in conduct which supports compliance. Two, Use your CEO to talk about current events and how those ethical failures are to be learned for your organization. The CEO at Centerpoint Energy used the Wells Fargo and Volkswagen scandals to talk about compliance in an energy service organization. Completely different industries, yet he used these two scandals to reemphasize Centerpoint's commitment to doing business ethically and in compliance. And finally... Your CEO should be your compliance ambassador throughout the organization. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for joining me on day three of 31 days to a more effective compliance program, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day four. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program sponsored by Conversant. I hope you will join me tomorrow and indeed for the entire 31 days in January while I will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize your compliance program using the most recent resources the Department of Justice has communicated to us, the evaluation of corporate compliance programs and the new FCPA corporate enforcement policy. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.